This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Week 7 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when there's money on the line. Sometimes I just get a feeling about a matchup or I'm just betting on my team because why wouldn't I? Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're placing a wager for the first time, MyBookie is your best bet this season. With pro and college football, the MLB playoffs in full swing, and both hockey and basketball just around the corner, both are wrapping up their preseasons now. Now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today and use the promo code CHAIR to double your first deposit. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. And this is a rather tragic episode, guys. Technical difficulties have robbed me of my ability to give the best episode that I want. I will talk about it more, um, but I'm upset. I don't want to do this episode, but I'm doing it because that's my job. This is what I do. So let's go ahead and get to it. I'll reprise you of the drama, and uh, then we'll move on and talk about the fun stuff, which is the preview of the Bears and the Saints. It's the Week 7 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground, so let's get to it. Week number seven has our beloved Chicago Bears returning home to Soldier Field to take on the 5-1 and one New Orleans Saints that are on a hot streak, 4-0, without Drew Brees, who was lost in the, their week two loss, their only loss of the season, to the L.A. Rams. And uh, both teams have kind of diverged. The Saints have, have gone on and, and, and they're, they keep winning, while the Rams have uh, gone 1-3 and three since their win. Uh, over the Saints. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the Week 7 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground, and uh, I just kind of want to uh, get this out of the way, the unpleasantness that is my life. Um, I, uh, as I uh, promised a week ago, interviewed Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints to preview the episode. Uh, did it last night on Wednesday to prepare for tonight's uh, show and that's how I like to do it record the interview on Wednesday uh, wait to see what the injury report looks like on Thursday before recording it Thursday night to try to get as much information as I can before I release the episode and um, interview went great Ross and I had a lot of fun uh, talking it was a really great conversation I'm sorry that you guys are going to miss because we <laughs> neither one of us really knows what to expect from the game uh, on Sunday, that was the discussion. Essentially, was that Mitch is coming back, uh, Kyle Long is gone. Uh, where we've got, we're going to have a new starting right guard uh, on Sunday. How will the Bears respond to their loss against Oakland before the bye? Because this is the opposite of what we faced a year ago. Last year, going into the bye, we just got done smashing the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 48-10. to 10. Mitch had his six-touchdown uh, performance. It was a home game. The defense dominated what was the number one offense in the NFL at the time uh, and everything. It was a big statement win for the Bears, a big coming-out party, a revelation, if you will, uh, for, for Mitch Trubisky. And fast forward two weeks later, we're on the road. We're at Miami, the stupid-ass ugly orange jerseys and – uh, the heat and humidity of Miami in mid-October, and we, we we ended up losing a football game to to Brock Osweiler and the and the Dolphins, which is a loss that just gets worse the further we get away from it. You know what I mean? And um, but here we are. the The roles are reversed now, or or everything is backwards now. We we had a road game that we lost going into the bye, and instead of returning, uh, a, you know, instead of going on the road against the cupcake like the Dolphins. We're coming home against a serious contender uh, in the New Orleans Saints. But the New Orleans Saints aren't even the New Orleans Saints right now because it's Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback instead of Drew Brees. And we're likely to not have to face Alvin Kamara. So that's going to make things interesting uh, in the backfield uh, for them. The Saints are banged up all over uh, the place. And, um, you know, both of us were, were certain that the defenses were good. The Saints are very stout. Uh, on defense and obviously the Bears uh, are the Bears even without Akeem Hicks we'll talk about that here in a moment and we knew the defenses would probably be good and and probably be the more dominant side of the football in most cases which would lead us both to believe it's going to be a low scoring affair where any and it's that old philosophy of mine whoever makes the fewest mistakes in this game is is going to win so if there's a turnover at some point or a busted play that allows someone to score a big touchdown or something like that, that could most likely be the difference in the game, or at least that's the way it looks right now. Like, for all we know, Mitch might come out and have his Tampa Bay game against the Saints, and, you know, he's been down for a couple of weeks. We've had two weeks to get ready for this game. Nobody has prepared harder for this game than Mitch Trubisky because he was working at the facility every single day during the bye week. He didn't go and take a break. He was trying to get his shoulder ready for this game. And, you know, maybe that determination and that grit and and whatever is going to have him come out and play out of his mind against the Saints on Sunday. Or maybe not. Who knows? When he returned against the Rams last year after missing a game or two uh, uh, against the the, the Lions and the Giants, he was forcing. He was pressing. He was trying to do too much. He threw three interceptions. Lucky for us, Jared Goff threw four, and the Bears defense was able to hold the, the Rams to six points, and we won that ball game. But... Uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see what uh, what happens. What kind of hole is Akeem Hicks going to leave behind? Um, you know, will we be able to bridge the, at the very least, the the leadership and camaraderie hole that Kyle Long is going to leave behind? Because I don't think we're going to miss his play uh, this year. He has not been good at all uh, this season. So we'll have to, we'll see. It, it looks like it's going to be Rashad Coward. Might be Ted Larson. We'll talk about that in more uh in a minute but that was basically the crux of the conversation between myself and and ross was you know playing with the scenarios and and what to what to look for you know the bears have Allen robinson who's been the one consistent thing on the offensive side of the ball on the other on the flip side the saints have michael thomas one of the best receivers uh in the nfl who's leading the league in receptions who's leading the league in yards uh you know in yards and, and things like that who can still hurt us uh, bad if we're if we're not careful so 
it's it's just a matter of of who's going to do what uh, on Sunday. The good news, however, is that uh, I was able to get in touch with Ross tonight when I discovered um, that the interview that I had uh, with him on Wednesday, uh, the hard drive of my uh, I use a portable hard drive for all of my uh, podcast stuff. And I've had it for a while and apparently it's done because it just started deleting files. I got folders missing. None of the shows from 2019 are on the hard drive anymore. I'm missing the entire. I have done, I think, 40 episodes in the year of 2019, starting way back in February with the first Emery Moorhead interview all the way up till now with the opponent previews, the Kyle Brand episode, everything leading up to this point. This would be like, I think, episode 42 of 2019. I don't have the first 41 anymore. The good news is I can download them off of the off of the website. What really broke my heart was when I looked and saw what folders were missing. The 2008 season is missing. That was my second year doing the podcast. Those are files I can never recover. I can never get those back because I've changed host sites uh, and things like that for the podcast at least a handful of times uh, in in the several years that I've been doing this and those files are lost forever the 2008 season gone my only hope is that uh, the 2008 season was included Uh, I did a bunch of uh, like I did a bunch of CDs like data discs to get the a bunch of stuff onto CDs uh, a few years back I hope that the 2008 season is included in that or those episodes really are gone forever there there's nowhere for me to go uh to get them back so but yeah it deleted all of the 2019 season i think they threw 2016 in there just for fun uh, and things like that those are files i can get back i can download the episodes i won't have the raw materials uh that i use to build those episodes and whatnot but i can find them i can get them back uh that kind of thing so but uh Frankly, that was a real kick in the balls. Uh, I mean, it's an inconvenience at the at the least, you know, to lose the the interview and uh, uh, and everything to to lose the episodes that I've done uh, this season. But you know, like I said, I can easily just download those off of the off of the site again to get them back on onto. I've got a new hard drive coming uh, to get it onto the new hard drive, and I'll back it up. And in another month or two, I'm actually going to buy another hard drive to back up the backup uh kind of thing so you know yeah sorry to rain on the parade guys i like honestly th- it's taking all of the strength i have to do this episode because it's very demoralizing to see that you know that the one from 2008 that really hurts because like i said those are gone forever so uh, i might look into see about some data recovery you know software download sites or something like that to see if I can recover some of that stuff. But uh, if not, it, it sucks that, you know, some of my earliest shows from, you know, from way back in the beginning are going to be, you know, missing and stuff. And I really haven't done a deep dive on what's in there and what's not and uh, what episodes are there and what's missing and things like that. I just know that 2008 is gone. So that one really hurt. So anyway, not to rain on the uh, parade, but the the good news is, I think I interrupted myself, is that uh, Ross Jackson will be back on the show. Uh, like I said, I reached out to him tonight to see if maybe he was recording on his end 
uh, when we did the episode and he was just doing a straight up Skype audio call, like a phone call uh, to me. So he wasn't recording, unfortunately, but uh, I uh, he offered to come back on Friday as in tomorrow to uh, to record the preview. And I was like, how about you come on the show after the game? Because we spent a good 50 minutes talking on Wednesday night about not having a clue what to expect from the game. There are so many variables, so many questions to be answered going into this one that we really had no idea what to make of it other than it's two good football teams and it's it should be close. The defenses should dominate, so maybe we're looking at another like 17-13, 16-13, 16-14. Points are going to be at a premium type football game. How about you come on the show after the game and we'll we'll chop it up on what actually did occur in the game and be surprised or be like, see, that's what we thought was going to happen or whatever. So Ross Jackson is going to come back for the review episode that will drop Tuesday morning. So that uh, will at least have that. That should be an interesting conversation um, to, uh, to, to, to listen to. So hopefully we win. That would be nice. But, uh, you know, Ross will be on the show. And uh, going forward, I'll have a new hard drive and uh, I won't lose any of the recordings and i'll look into seeing what uh what uh, programs are out there to see if i can recover some of my uh files because like i said that was a real that was a real downer like i'm i'm not in the mood to be doing this right now that's how that's how much that hurt to to see those files disappear on me like that and with no warning and that's the that's the fun part about technology and and uh you know the digital world is that everything works until it doesn't and there's no warning that it's going to go this way. It just did. So <sighs> anyway, we got a game on Sunday. Uh, we're at home. It's a noon kickoff. We're taking on the uh, the Saints. And um, I've kind of been talking about it, so let's get to it. The, uh, the big news that came during the, the bye week and into this week was uh, the Bears made some moves uh, and played some guys on injured reserve. Uh, Kyle Long has been placed on season-ending injury reserve. He is not coming back. Uh, I guess the uh, the hip injury uh, was just a, too much for to to overcome. And God bless him, he tried to play his way through it. And it just, uh, yeah, just wasn't meant to be, man. And uh, you know, it's like I'm not disappointed in Kyle Long. I'm not mad at him. I'm disappointed for him because if you pay attention. Uh, to Kyle Long and the the persona that he puts out on on social media. He's a genuine dude. He loves to play football. He loves being a Chicago Bear. I even read a quote that Charles Leno said, uh, Kyle Long told him, I'm going to be a Bear uh, for life. So, you know, take that to mean whatever you will. Um, this was the best player on the team for some really bad Chicago Bear teams, and it's unfortunate for him that once we once we finally got into position to be a contender to challenge his his body's not holding up uh anymore you know he's he's 31 he's going to be 32 soon you know so it's around that time where your body starts to fail you and and unfortunately he's just taken a few too many blows uh over the years and um it's affected him so this is likely the last that we'll see of Kyle Long in a bear uniform uh, unless they want to bring him back as a backup uh, for next season, which would not be the worst option. But, um, you know, he certainly won't be making, I think, like $9 million for next season. 
I think there's like a team option for next year. And if the Bears uh, let him go, maybe they can bring him back for a song or something like that. But, uh, you know, or maybe Kyle should just uh, just retire, you know, listen to his body and uh, give it a rest. Because, I mean, that that was the one thing that we were all excited about this year coming into the season was that Kyle Long, yeah, he had that foot injury that kept him out for eight weeks last year. But he came back in time for the Minnesota game and in the Philly game and instead of spending an off season in rehab and recovery and surgery and all that kind of stuff, he was healthy at the end of the year. So he had all off season to, to rest, you know, he didn't have to work at rehab and and all that kind of nonsense. And he was able to rest and then work out normally and was as healthy as he had been in years coming into training camp this year. And then I think it was going into the, going into the um, Washington game that all of a sudden he just pops up on the injury report with a hip injury. He ends up playing in that game. He played, uh, you know, didn't play against Minnesota, came back for Oakland. And you guys heard me talk about the, the touchdown run from David Montgomery. He and James Daniels were shot put into the backfield. It's a miracle that, da- that uh, Montgomery was able to score the touchdown with the offensive line being shoved into the backfield uh like that and you know it just it was clear Kyle Long has kind of been the weak link on the offensive line throughout the season unfortunately and I guess it was the fact that he was trying to play through the pain as he has done before you know he played the entire 2015 season where he was a starting right tackle at a pro bowl level mind you um but he had a shoulder issue he played hurt all of 2015 and then 2016 he comes back and that's when the that's when the real injury started 2016 was the when he tore up his ankle against the um he got rolled against the the Buccaneers and then 2017 it was the shoulder again he had a thumb injury at the end of the season and things like that and then last year with the with the foot injury uh and such and it's just football will do that to some guys man it's it's like uh Mike Brown of the offensive line where, you know, his first four years or so, he was a beast. He's unstoppable. He's one of the NFL's best. And then after, then, you know, they turn the corner and all of a sudden it's nothing but bad luck and the guy's banged up and constantly on the injury report or missing games and and things like that. It just really sucks to see because, you know, Kyle Long is still one of my favorite Bears and probably will go down all time on my list, you know, if I had to put an all-time favorite guy list he makes the he makes the first team for sure. So, but uh, unfortunately, Kyle Long won't be with the Bears anymore, or at least not on the field uh, going forward. He is done for 2019 and, and likely for his career, which is sad. So, the other big move was the Bears put Akeem Hicks with the elbow injury on injured reserve, but with the 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 optimistic talk that he could be back for in eight weeks which would be the rematch with green bay i think week 15 so that's december 15th uh on the schedule so that would be a really great time for him to pop up again the good news is uh the injury report is actually positive this week instead of an increasing number of names it's getting smaller and the other positive note is that uh, everyone but one person was full go in practice uh this week it was um 
Uh, Bilal Nichols was full participation both days this week. Taylor Gabriel's both participation uh, this week. Um, Mitch Trubisky was full go. Uh, took all of the starting snaps in practice uh, today. Um, who else? Uh, Iggy, I, uh, Yoel, I, Iwe Bunue was limited on Wednesday, full go today. The only person that was limited was Ted Larson, who was supposed to be the, the new starting uh, right guard, which is why it's looking like Rashad Coward is going to be our starting right guard uh, on Sunday against the Saints, which is, based on his performance against the Vikings, a good thing. So we'll uh, we'll see how that all uh, works out and going into the game knowing he's the starter as opposed to being forced into duty like he was against um, Minnesota. But the, the positive thing, guys, aside from losing Akeem Hicks and Kyle Long, the Bears are healthy again. Everyone practiced today, and only one player was limited, and that was Ted Larson. So we're back to being one of the healthier teams in the league uh, again. We're, we're refreshed and, and ready and, and ready to go. And the other good news is that uh, with Akeem Hicks on IR and Kyle Long also being on putting season ending, uh, a guy that, that I feel should have made the roster from the beginning has finally been elevated to the to the full 53-man roster, and that's Alex Bars. Uh, we also brought up Abdullah Anderson to take uh, Akeem Hicks's spot for the time being, and Abdullah played very well. I believe he played well against Minnesota. Yeah, I think it was Minnesota that he that he played well. I mean, everybody played well against Minnesota, but he or maybe it was Washington, Washington or Minnesota, one of the two. But uh, nonetheless, you know, these are guys that we've seen on the field, we guys that we know it can play. I don't know. I think Alex Bars is being brought up for depth at the moment because, like I said, it looks like Rashad Coward's going to be the starter uh, on Sunday. But it's good to see Alex Bars on the roster. I don't know if we've talked about it before on the show, but uh, Alex Bars made quite a statement uh, last week or the week before. He was offered an opportunity to join the 53-man roster of the New England Patriots and who have one of the other legendary offensive line uh, coaches in the league in Skarnecchia. That guy is a that guy's a badass. He's got a bunch of no names, but yet they've got the best offensive line year in and year out for New England. That guy's a hell of a coach. And the New England offered him a roster spot and he turned it down. He wanted to stay in Chicago. So, I mean, the Bears rewarded him by elevating his practice squad salary from like I think the league minimum to what he'd make if he was on the roster. So he got like a three hundred thousand dollar raise for choosing to stay on the practice squad in Chicago, and it all worked out. He's on the roster now, so that's a good thing. Hopefully we can continue to develop him into uh, someone that can help us uh, going forward because I know that we all loved him uh, in the preseason, and uh, <laughs> we'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens uh, going forward. So that's the, uh, that's the injury news. And, you know... <laughs> Let's talk about the keys to the game. This is going to be an abbreviated uh, episode because I don't have a 45-minute interview to, to stick in there. We get all the information on our opponent and things like that. But um, the keys to the game here are the defense needs to return to form. Um, their week one through four form where they were one of the most dominant, unbreakable defenses in the league. The good news is if we follow our 2018 form, we did not follow up a bad performance with another one. So 
uh, you know, they've they've also had two weeks to they're, they're, they're listening to the coaches talk, listening to some of the player interviews that I listened to uh, today. These guys are chomping at the bit to get back out on the field, you know, and that can be a great thing and it can be a bad thing because maybe they're a little too emotional, a little too wound up, maybe a little too overhyped. But I'm going to lean on the positive side here because, like I said, everything is backwards from how it was a year ago. We won big going into the bye. Uh, you know, all the confidence, everything in the world, and it seemed like the bye broke our momentum and we came out flat against the Dolphins. This time we lose a game that we, it's backwards. We lose a game that we should have won going into uh, the bye. We're at home instead of going out on the road where we are much better at home than we are on the road, or at least we have been in the Matt Nagy era so far. And, uh, you know, granted, it's a step up in competition for sure from playing the crappy Dolphins to the New Orleans Saints. But like I mentioned a few moments ago, no Drew Brees, likely no Alvin Kamara. Uh, Ross said Jared Cook, uh, the tight end for the Saints, is likely not to play uh, on Sunday. So this is not the full strength squad that we were talking about when I had Ross on the show in at the beginning of the opponent preview episodes and we were excited about Jared Cook and and what Drew Brees can do and Alvin Kamara's being the superstar and and all that kind of stuff the only piece they have on the offensive side that uh, they were counting on that's still there is Michael Thomas so it's, it's like as long as we can you know kind of bottle him up then I think we'll be okay on the defensive uh, side of the ball and uh, you know Khalil Mack is going to do his thing and if the Saints are able to kind of scheme him out of the game the same way the Raiders did, then it's going to be extremely important for the rest of the defense to step up, whether it's Leonard Floyd, whether it's Nick Williams or Bilal Nichols. Somebody has to make up. Somebody has to pick up the slack. You know, if, if the, the Saints are going to put all their focus on, on Khalil Mack to try to neutralize him, somebody's going to have to step up. That was the big thing that didn't happen against the Raiders was the Raiders did an outstanding job kind of nullifying the Khalil Mack effect. He's going to make his plays, but overall, you you know, the Raiders did what they had to do in order to uh, lessen his impact in the game. And if that happens again, somebody's going to have to step up, which did not happen against Oakland. That's why they were able to run rough shot over us so if if Khalil Mack's being blocked by this guy or if they're rolling away from uh, Khalil Mack on the bootleg then the guy on the other side needs to be in Derek Carr's face or in this case Teddy Bridgewater's face you know maybe Pagano needs to be a bit more aggressive and shoot the gaps and send Roquan or or Danny Trevathan on some on delayed blitzes or something like like that to to kind of counteract that since we won't have to deal with Alvin Kamara I'm far less worried about Latavius Murray so that's who their starting running back is going to be on Sunday if it's not Alvin Kamara. So, you know, that's what we're going to have to do uh, on defense. Just go back to being aggressive. We need to shake Teddy Bridgewater up because I was listening to the Hogan Johns podcast and they made a great point when they said that, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater has played well, uh, I think in some cases better than people expected, but he hasn't had a bad game yet. They've won all four of Teddy Bridgewater's starts uh, thus far. They've kind of won them in different ways. You know, they had a, like a team victory on the road against the Seahawks a few weeks back to start off the, the trend. They won a defensive struggle against the Cowboys. They, 
They uh, they outscored the the crappy Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then this past week they had a defensive battle once again with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, where they did not look good on offense at all. So, you know, granted the Jaguars are not a very good team, but they're pretty good on defense. They're pretty solid uh, on D. So even without Jalen Ramsey, but you know the bears are definitely the best defense the saints have faced this year even better than the cowboys i'll take that to my grave and i i think that uh we can take advantage of that that we get after bridgewater maybe force a mistake and here's what's important this is something that ross and i uh talked about was that looking at the stats the bears and the saints are very similar on the offensive side of the ball and that they've not exactly racking up the points especially without drew Brees. Uh, in town you know they're they're winning by defense and playing smart and what I mean by playing smart is that we're not turning over the football and despite the Bears inefficiencies on offense the one thing that they haven't been doing on offense is shooting themselves in the foot turning over the football they've only got a handful of turnovers in the first five games of the year and I think we're like fourth and the Saints are fifth in the NFL as far as least amount of uh, turnovers so we're ranked in the upper tier of team basically teams that don't make mistakes and turn the football over and that's what's going to be important especially in a defensive battle like we're expecting to see um that uh, points are going to be at a premium so mistakes are going to be you know huge so i mean that's where we need to step up if someone needs to make a big play either on offense defense special teams maybe Tariq runs a kickback for us maybe cordell patterson runs a kickoff back uh or something like that maybe we block a field goal something on special teams defense score your own points like you did against washington offense you know catch them with their pants down pull off a big play hit taylor gabriel deep or something like that get Allen robinson involved early i do hear that they're vulnerable in the slot so maybe it could be a big day for for anthony miller or trey burton we'd like to line them up in the Uh, in the slot something like that also stop me if you heard this before see if we can't get the running game going you know see if we can't do that see if the you know Rashad Coward being in there kind of evening things out on the offensive line can uh, can help us get the run game going because I've said several times you guys have heard me say that uh, I think David Montgomery is a superstar waiting to happen if we could just get him past the line of scrimmage if we could get him into the second level He's going to break tackles. He's going to make guys miss. He's going to get yards. And uh, this would be a hell of a time to get that going, you know, coming off the bye, setting the tone for the rest of the season because it's 11 straight weeks from here to the end of the year and beyond, knock on wood, that, uh, you know, that it's going to uh, going to be. And here's the crazy thing. I've mentioned this on Twitter for anybody who follows me. This past week, the Saints barely got past the Jaguars. The Cowboys got embarrassed by the Jets. Uh, the 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 Vikings, who we've already beaten up, stomped a hole in the into the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Rams got smoked by the 49ers. Now these are some of the marquee teams that we have left on our schedule. Oh yeah, and just to add insult to injury, the referees gave Green Bay a victory uh, on Monday night. <laughs> like everyone keeps talking about how daunting the schedule looks. But looking at week six and what happened while the Bears were on a break, I'm okay with what we have in front of us. Everybody looked human this weekend. I mean, even the Chiefs lost a second straight home game uh, to the um, 
to the Texans over the over the weekend. They lost to the Colts last week. They lost again this past week to um, uh, Houston. Hell, I just said it. And they, you know, the Deshaun Watson Mahomes battle. Uh, Watson won it. You know, in Arrowhead, they lost two straight after starting four and zero. They now they took care of business tonight against the uh, against the Broncos, but you know the Broncos aren't a very good football team, so that's not a big surprise that they would they would win that one. And they may have lost Mahomes for a while; he suffered a knee injury uh, during the game. So I mean, looking forward, everybody looked human, good, bad, or indifferent. Everybody that we saw, everybody that we have ahead of us, looked human. Uh, this past weekend, they looked beatable and in some cases did lose football games. So uh, I, I posted out there that uh, after this week, I'm not as worried about our future schedule as I was. And I'm far more concerned nowadays with the Bears beating themselves than I am with our opponents beating us. So that's what we have to avoid we have to avoid the mistakes we got to cut back on the penalties hopefully i don't know how you can coach that out of them or you know play with more discipline or whatever the case uh may be but cut back on the penalties we have to be better on first and second down so third down is easier for us um you know we've we've had a bad bad run this year uh, you know like running on first down we get one yard or we get nothing on the second one there's an incomplete pass so now it's third and nine we're trying to convert on third and nine and and the odds of being successful there are not good no matter how good a football team you are and the bears have been struggling to convert on third down which is stalling out the offense therefore we're putting the defense on the field a lot more and so on it's a vicious cycle uh, in the NFL and the Bears are on the wrong side of it and somehow we've won three of our first five games despite it all so <clears throat> we got to get something going uh, on offense and that's you know, even though I'm not sure what to expect from them you know they're still kind of using the cautiously optimistic term when it comes to whether or not Mitch is going to start on Sunday I think that's more gamesmanship than anything else but with him out there I don't know what to expect we don't know where his head is going to be. You know, it seems like Mitch has been in his head all year thus far. And, you know, uh, you know, you heard me talk about it with Lauren Cox. Maybe the shoulder injury could be a good thing to where he's doing more read and react as opposed to thinking and, and locking in on people and, and things like maybe it would help him get the internal clock in his head going a bit faster. So he's got to get the ball out. He goes through his reads faster. Who knows? Knock on wood that that's the case. So, but we don't know what to expect there. We don't know how the new starter is going to affect the offensive line, what what tricks and stuff uh, Nagy's got cooked up on the offensive side. How will the defense respond to Akeem Hicks um, being out for the foreseeable future? Uh, there's also a possibility it could be for the rest of the year, but the Bears are very optimistic he'll be back before the end of the uh, season uh, and such. You know, a lot of question marks, which is why, you know, Ross and I kind of talked in circles about what not we not knowing really what to expect from the game uh, on Sunday. But it is, you know, we'll find out for sure. And then Ross will come back on the show uh, to uh, to talk about to talk about it. So but like I said, whatever happens, it does sound like the Bears are chomping at the bit to get back on on the field. And uh, I hope that uh, they use that energy in a positive way uh, to get the second half of the season off on the right foot you know I, I really just hope that they they play well 
I think the Saints are due for a loss. Uh, I was like saying, like like Hogan Johns were talking about the Teddy Bridgewater hasn't had his bad game yet, and uh, maybe that's running into going on the road, being out in the elements against the Bears and the Bears defense, and so maybe he'll make some mistakes, and uh, maybe Khalil Mack can f- cause some more strip sacks, and the Bears can get some turnovers, and uh, you know get some short fields to work with, and uh, give the the offense. Uh, give the offense an opportunity to score some points, give the defense a cushion so we can really get after the Saints uh, after that. So, yeah, so there you go. So that's the uh, that's it, guys. I think that's all I got. I, I definitely believe, I'm very confident, the Bears are going to win on Sunday. I just got to, you know, as I like to famously say from time to time, I got a gut feeling about this. I really do feel like the Bears are going to win uh, on Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints won, not at all, but I really feel like we got this one. I really do feel that way. So, and then we got a we got a struggling Chargers team coming in next week. So that should be good to uh, get us set up for our matchup on the road in two weeks against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, looking forward to that one because, like I said, the Eagles looked daunting before, and they can again. But they got run over last week by the by the Vikings, and um, I'm interested to see who they'll be when we play them in a couple of weeks uh, at the uh, at the link in philly so anyway uh one last uh big announcement for anybody who missed it on social media i posted an an announcement today on twitter and on the facebook uh group uh, page search bears talk underground to uh to join up if you want i got olin kreutz on the show olin kreutz the chicago bear great future hall of famer uh starting center for the bears pro bowler all pro you name it on the 06 super bowl squad um in a funny twist of events uh over the weekend uh i was able to get his attention and then get his agreement to be on the show don't know when exactly that's going to happen uh just yet in the messages that olin and i have exchanged uh privately on uh on twitter he's excited about coming on the show and uh he's going to uh the next messages from him is going to be him uh, giving me some dates that he's available and then we'll get it set up. And, uh, when I know you guys will know, but Olin Cruz is going to be on the show and I couldn't be more excited about it. So, I mean, that's, this is a big, big get, uh, for my little show. So I'm excited and I can't wait to share that conversation, uh, with you guys plenty to talk about. And as that day gets closer, uh, I'll, uh, to ask you guys, if there are any questions that you want to ask, Olin, maybe we can turn that into a segment at the end of the interview, fan questions and uh, things like that. So keep an eye out open or keep an eye open uh, for that. And uh, the Olin Krutz uh, interview, I don't know if maybe I'll fold it into a preview episode or if it'll just be a standalone kind of thing. I guess it all just depends on the uh, on the timing and when Olin's available to to come on and talk to us. So anyway. I'm real excited about that. And like I said, it was a real kind of funny twist and, you know, kind of random occurrences that uh, made it happen. And, uh, yeah, I got lucky. I stuck my neck out there and asked him if he wanted to be on the show, and I'll be damned if he didn't say yes. So he's going to be on the show, and I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, guys, come back on Tuesday when we will have our review episode. Did the Bears get the second half of the year off on the right foot? And Ross Jackson will be joining us for real this time to review the game and and talk about what actually did happen amongst all the speculation he had when when he and I talked last night on Wednesday 
uh, about what could happen and so on and so forth. We'll talk about what actually did happen. Were we surprised? Are we shocked? Are we, you know, we like, yep, that's what I thought was going to happen and whatnot. And who won the damn game? Come back on Tuesday and find out. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. 
Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 